the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you here as we are into the first Sunday of February. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. It's still early in a a new year, and of course, it's a year that certainly um, we can anticipate a lot of excitement in terms of uh, another election season, in fact, another presidential election season, and of course, we are not oblivious to that at all on our show. Uh, Today, we've got great guests on our show. We'll talk about that, and a big part of our theme, certainly uh, pretty much throughout the show, will be uh, uh, taking another hard look um, at the founding principles of America. You, February is President's, uh, you know, Mont- President's Day is in February. Some of our greatest presidents were born in February, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Ronald Reagan, and um, we'll be speaking about uh, certainly uh, George Washington and, and Ronald Reagan, some on our program today, and we'll also once again, review uh, elements of the Declaration of Independence and of, of our, some of our founding documents uh, that help to define uh, exactly what our freedom is all about and what our country was was based uh, upon being all about, which is uh, forming a government that protects the liberty of the individual citizens and operates uh, with the consent of those citizens with under the authority of Almighty God. Later in our show, and here's our guest, uh, we'll look forward to being joined by Stockton Reeves. Stockton Reeves has been a major political leader in Central Florida for decades, literally going all the way back to the days when he was the president of the College Republicans. Um, He is a candidate now for city commission in Winter Park, local businessman and community leader. We look forward to catching up with Stockton. But first of all, we're very pleased in the first um, half of our show to be joined by regular contributor, Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers, and Derek's going to talk to us, of course, not only about his insights into the founding of America, the principles upon which our country was founded, but also about a very exciting Valentine's Day promotion sponsored by Thompson Jewelers. It's a 2024 Valentine's shopping spree presented by Thompson Jewelers. Before we go to Derek, of course, I want to remind you also that our program is sponsored by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. And it goes without saying, as we mentioned, Valentine's Day, Christner's is a perfect place to celebrate a wonderful Valentine's 
day evening. We encourage you to to visit them. You get, you will need reservations. We'll be talking about Christmas a little bit more in our program. But right now, let's go to Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. Derek, great to great to have you join us today. Love the chef. Now, what, and I want to get in, and I want to you know get your insights, like we we do on a frequent basis into the founding of America, our founding documents, the, the principles upon which America was founded, some of the leading personalities and leaders such as George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton. But um, but right now I would like to address the 2024 Thompson Jewelers Valentine shopping spree because it's a very exciting promotion and it's something that uh, any one of our listeners uh, has the opportunity to actually, uh, all of our listeners have a chance to at least uh, con- compete, if you will, and one of our listeners will, will, will going to uh, win a wonderful $1,000 shopping spree at Thompson's for Valentine's Day. Well, exactly right, Roger. They can go on uh, the station and register to win a chance to win a $1,000 shopping spree uh, at Thompson Jewelers. Uh, it's just it's great, you know, a uh, credible time if you have someone you love, care about, whether it's a mother or father or or wife or girlfriend. It doesn't matter. Usually Valentine's is a special time to tell them you love them. And jewelry is incredibly special because when you give them a piece of jewelry, it's something that most people keep for a lifetime. And they'll always remember back the time that their father or mother or husband or boyfriend or whatever gave them this piece of jewelry. So it's something a lot more powerful than any of the other flowers or candies or other gifts you can give. And plus, we're doing something beyond that. If you go on there, we have a special coupon for our uh, Salem Communication listeners only right now. It's only for those listeners. You go on there, you can print it out, bring it into the store. It's a special coupon, and you can use it on probably 90% of the stuff in the store. No, that's wonderful. And I, I do want to you know, let everybody know, encourage everyone, that it's very easy to register. All you've got to do is visit the website, the Answer Orlando website. You'll, it'll be easy to find where you register. Join If you're not a member of the Answer Seekers Club, you join the Answer Seekers Club. But I know a lot of you are. Um, and, and then that everything will prompt you as to how you fill out the form to enter the contest. Uh, you know, part of that will be you'll receive, at that point you'll receive the 44% off coupon and you'll be registered for the $1,000 shopping spree. And also want to emphasize you can emphasize, you can register more than once as well. So um, thank you, Derek. Thank you for thinking about our listeners and for providing a great opportunity, two great opportunities, both uh, the, the one winner with the $1,000 shopping spree, which somebody will win, but also the wonderful discount that make uh, uh, jewelry accessible for many of our listeners. Yes, and plus, you know, Valentine's, we do carry a lot of uh, other items, that are in the jewelry category that are not like outrageous price either. So even if you don't want to spend a lot of money, you can still get a beautiful piece of jewelry for not a lot of money. So uh, just like I said, I can't tell you what it, what that person's going to think when they see that box from Thompson Jewelers and they see that beautiful piece of jewelry. And we have a, a lot of people there to help you find the exact perfect gift, no matter what your budget is. Or We even have a, a one-year interest-free with Wells Fargo. We teamed up with Wells Fargo, so if you want to get something bigger, uh, zero interest uh, for you for a year. So uh, we qualified purchase. But anyway, just love to have you guys come in there and all the uh, listeners, great people. I've met, I mean, probably hundreds of them by now over the years, and there's the good people uh, that radio listeners. 
And Prince of Thompson Jewelers, of course, is very easy to find there in the Colonial Plaza, which is Orlando's original mall uh, at the corner of East Colonial Drive and Bumby in Orlando. And they're also their St. Kissimmee St. Cloud location, which is literally on the border of Kissimmee St. Cloud on Highway 192 in the Hobby Lobby Shopping Plaza. Now, Derek, I would like to just engage with you, get your thoughts um, you know, as as we are in this important month uh, that includes President's Day and includes the birthdays of President Reagan, President um, George Washington, President Abraham Lincoln, and I'm sure there's some others. Um, first of all, I'd like to begin with one of my favorite quotes, and this one is actually from John Adams. And the quote is, quote, statesmen may plan and speculate for liberty— but it is religion and morality alone which can establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand, end quote. You know, and I think that is so profound, and I think it's so often overlooked uh, today in, in, in America uh, that I think that would fit nicely right in the Declaration of Independence, actually. I think that fits very, very nicely with um, with the comments made to, by Thomas Jefferson talking about consent of the governed our rights come from God and by our Creator, um, and that the purpose of government is to secure these rights. Well, wow, and, it, and it's interesting because George Washington, President Washington, in his farewell address, said a similar thing. He said there was basically two pillars uh, that uh, one of the two main pillars that America stood upon. He said to have political, and he used the word political prosperity, which is interesting. So there's no separation for him in between government and politics and religion. He said. Two pillars, religion and morality. And he said anybody who would attack religion and morality, George Washington said he would question their patriotism. So pretty powerful words from our president. And it was a farewell address, so he wanted to make sure that those things were preemptive, that we always put those first and when we were trying to make decisions as it relates to government. No, and I think, um, you know, those those concepts, the fact that religion and morality precedes constitutional um, Republican government, uh, so-called democracy, if you will, um, is something that we, we definitely should not lose sight of at all. And um, it, it, it help, really helps to explain really the success that America had for, for so many, 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 many years. Now, I would like to ask you, um, and I wanted, I'll be talking about George Washington you know, throughout the program uh, but right now, I know that um, you um, often talk about President John F. K- Kennedy, who's another outstanding president, uh, his inaugural address, where he uh, very explicitly illustrates and talks about some of the principles we're talking about right now, especially starting with the fact that our rights are, you know, we, Amer- one, one thing that makes America unique and our government unique and our culture unique is the fact that our rights come from God, and they were endowed by, um, you know, benevolent Creator, and not by the generosity of the state. Can you can you elaborate on on John F. Kennedy's inaugural address, please? Yes, when when John F. Kennedy, uh, it's interesting because you mentioned John F. Kennedy up through President Kennedy, and we know, of course, President Reagan. Most presidents, almost all of them, you can look up and see their admiration, and whether they're Republican, Democrat, didn't matter. They had great admiration for the founders. And you see that all the way through Kennedy as the Democrat and, of course, Reagan and beyond on the Republicans. But 
about President Kennedy, you know, he had a meeting at the White House. He had the all the Nobel Peace Prize winners there at the White House. And he said, this is the greatest gathering of human intelligence at the White House, except for one exception, when President Jefferson ate alone. <laughs> so as you can tell, he had great admiration for the founders. And again, in his inaugural address you were talking about, he said the the idea in war of ideas that was going on at his time, of course, we had the Soviet Union at that time and American communism, which we still have communism and socialism today. There was a big fight back then, as there is today, to where our rights come from. And that's when you had mentioned, he said that quote, that our our rights do not come from the generosity of state, but from the hand of God. So, again, that was what most people all the way through his time had great admiration for the founders. Nowadays, they try to tear them down, they weaken them, they point out only their flaws and don't tell the 98% of the good things they did. So, yes, we have to somehow address that issue and uh, get back to the respect and admiration to the founders that we had. One of the primary missions of our program, and we're very pleased to have a great resource like yourself to join us consistently to, to help us do that and, and give your great insights and knowledge. What brings us up on our first break. Uh, we'll go to, friends, we'll take a quick break. We'll continue with Derek Hicks, President of Thompson Jewelers. We'll be talking about President George Washington, President Reagan, uh, President John F. Kennedy, um, and our our founding principles and documents um, you know, when we come back and speak with Derek. I will say one thing quickly before we go is that you hit on Derek, and I want to just mention very briefly before we hit the break, and that is you know, how sadly the founders have come under a withering attack uh, because of the mistakes they made in their lives and the flaws they had in their lives. And, you know, I would just say it's just common sense. There there, there have been no perfect men and women. You know, the only perfect uh, person was Jesus Christ, and he was God. So he, you know, he, he was a deity. Um, so, yeah, obviously, you know, all, George Washington, Jefferson, Hamilton, John Adams, all of the founders had, had had flaws and they had weaknesses and they did things that, um, you know, that, that I'm sure they weren't even weren't proud of, if, you know, in the, from the big picture. But that was only, you know, a part of their life. And, and you know, the, the overwhelming positives that they accomplished and that they did, not just for their period, but for, for posterity, for the generations to come that we still benefit from, um, you know, certainly should, should um, certainly over, over, overshadow the flaws that they had and, 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 you know, they should be viewed in, in, in proper, proper context. Well, amen to that there. Yeah. There's no doubt that, uh, they may have their flaws. They'll tell their slaveholders. So I even had one person that, that said, Oh, the most, all the founders were slaveholders. Well, that's actually incorrect. Most of the founders, so to speak, were not slaveholders, but that's for another day and another topic. And of course, the Constitution that they uh, helped establish uh, actually was what, um, what you know had had provisions, if you will, uh, to to all, that uh, could, could, ses- could successfully utilize to put a, put an end to slavery. So, um, yeah, yeah, that needs to be put on the record as well. well friends, we're going to take a quick break on the Roger Frank and Williams Show, presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you here as we are 
embark upon the very first weekend in the month of February. We are celebrating our, an early celebration of President's Day, and we're, among other things, we're taking a hard look at the lives of um, some of our greatest presidents, including George Washington, President Ronald Reagan, both who have birthdays in February. Of course, Abraham Lincoln has a birthday in February as well. And of course, John, we're talking a little bit about John F. Kennedy as well, even though his birthday's not in February. Our guest right now is Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. Before we go back to Derek, I want to, of course, give a shout out to our wonderful friends over at Miller Sod Sales and let you know that Miller Sod Sales strives to do their best for every customer every time. The great people at Miller Sod Sales take great pride in their clean, well-maintained equipment their honest, dependable work, and their fresh, quality sod. Now that we're into a new year, let Miller Sod Sales green up your life. Family-owned and operated since 1995. You can find out more at John Miller JohnMillerTruckingAndSodSales.com. That's JohnMillerTruckingAndSodSales.com. Now let's go back to Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. And Derek, one more time before we go back to our conversation of, of President George Washington, President Reagan, President Kennedy, JFK. Um, I would you know, want to mention one more time about the the Thompson's 2024 Valentine's Sweetheart Shopping Spree. One of our listeners can win a $1,000 shopping day uh, in honor of Valentine's for Valentine's at Thompson Jewelers. All you need to do is go to the website, um, register the form, fill out the form, get registered, and, and, and you're in. And uh, in addition, part of that, for everyone that registers on the website, you'll also get a 44% off coupon that you can use during Valentine's season. Yes, please do. We'd love to have uh, one of your listeners win the $1,000 shopping spree. That would be great. And one more quick word I'd say before we go back to other discussions. As someone, you know, obviously who's, who's a customer of Thompson's, I want to let everyone know if you haven't visited Thompson Jewelers about the friendly family atmosphere, because of course, as as many of you might know, as many of you know, that's not always the case in the jewelry industry, especially the big box stores and the large chains, national chain stores. So, I want you to know that you're, you know, if you go to visit Thompson Jewelers, you're going to be treated um, not only as a valued customer, but even even as a friend. And their uh, they their role and their mission is to help you. Find uh, the thing that's going to, the, the, the piece of jewelry that's going to help you and enhance your life and help you enhance the life of someone else. And their, their purpose is to be there to help you do that. Now, now Derek, can you, um, yeah, I'm going to talk a bit more about John, George Washington in a moment, but I, I know that just like like myself, we're both the wonder, you know, admirers of President Ronald Reagan. And, and, and I would say we're, we're, our lives have been influenced by President Reagan and his leadership um, and his philosophies. Can you share just some of your uh, experiences and when you first became uh, aware of President Reagan and, and when you first really began to, to, to develop the respect and admiration that you have for him? Well, it actually was when I was a young man. It was the first president I got to vote for. So uh, he inspired me by his words, and uh, he had so many great one-liners. If you know, uh, they're just, you know, as the government uh, expands, you know, liberty contracts. I mean, you know, if if we ever forget we're one nation under God, we'll be one nation gone under. He just had so many, and he did it in such a good-hearted way, too. He, He just... It was, he was fun to listen to, and uh, I just loved him. And I had the great honor, actually, to meet President Reagan. 
And when I met him, and one day I'll have to tell your listeners the story, but when I met him, he was the same man as you can imagine that he was. That's who he was. So it was pretty interesting. So anyway, yes. And, you know, if you remember, we had come off the Vietnam War in the 60s, and then the turmoil with the 70s continued with all the uh, stuff that from the 60s into the 70s, and the morals and the love of America and the love for our military, all that was just being destroyed is equally as maybe it is nowadays, some points may have been even worse. And here came President Reagan, the uh, the cowboy that rode up on the white horse, and he alone, with the help of the Lord and some other good people, but changed America and brought America back. And again, patriotism returned. It inspired me. It inspired you. It inspired millions. Who loved America again, and he spoke more about the founders than any other president up until maybe Abraham Lincoln. All the ones after Abraham Lincoln, I think he spoke more about the founders than than anyone. And he realized how precious freedom is. And he does something that we do on our show all the time. He told the importance of us passing it down to our children, and that we had to talk about it. We couldn't just expect it to pass down in their bloodstream. We had to talk about it with them. So uh, that's what he pressed. So it was great. He was a great man. I loved him and all he did for America. And uh, anyway, uh, he had a big impact on my life. And actually, my two sons were impacted by him, too, by all watching all his videos. And it had a big impact on their life. Thank you for sharing. And I think uh, probably um, virtually every listener of our show has their own personal story about how they were impacted, their lives were impacted in a positive way by President Reagan, by the admiration they had for him, and just uh, the man that he was, um, and the president that he was. And I would just say a couple things. I remember the whole thing vividly, because I was on my first job out of college in 1980, and it was you know it was before Reagan was was elected. He was elected in November of 1980, if you remember. And you know, literally, the country was literally falling apart. <laughs> and um, even to the point where our, our national psyche, if you will, well, Jimmy Carter gave a speech where he talked about, uh, uh, he, I guess he admonished the citizens for having a national malaise. Of course, he, yep, was, a big, he was a big part of the cause of that national malaise. And, um, but, but the, I mean, he was right. I mean, I mean that, that was no exaggeration at all. <clears throat> In fact, as you alluded to, we had left Vietnam under not good circumstances, basically pushed out of there. Uh, of course, our side fell to communism, um, our allies. Uh, and then, you know, that was that was a humiliating circumstance. No, you know, no American had ever, you know, had that experience with militarily speaking before. Um, and then it was followed up by hostages in Iran, which which a complete gave a complete feeling of total impotence. Um, and even more so when the failed, you know, uh, Jimmy Carter's military tried to orchestrate a um, an attempt, rescue attempt, which failed miserably, um, and, and the rescue men were, were, died horrible deaths um, because of in, basically incompetence. Um, so, it, and, you know, because our military didn't even have, you know, helicopters to even function and, and pull that mission off. So anyway, yeah, it was about as bad as, as you could get, at least to that point. And, and, and but I, I think it's important to set that stage. And then the, the other flip side, the thing is that the thing that one of the things I took from Ronald Reagan um, President Reagan was his solutions were literally the things we're talking about right now. 
his solutions were literally, let's get back to the basics. Let's get back to the principles America was founded upon. Let's get back to the basic things that caused us to have success. Free market economy, you know, getting government off the backs of the people, getting government out of the lives of people, letting people flourish, um, you know, cutting the taxes, uh, getting the tax burden reduced, getting regulatory um, regulations on business reduced, building a strong military, which was probably priority number one, confronting communism, not just fighting some nebulous Cold War, but calling them out, saying, hey, they are the evil empire. <laughs> We're the good guys here. They're the bad guys. And you know, nobody was doing that in American politics till Reagan came along. Wow, that's so true. And he did. You know, he always told us that the best days of America are still ahead. And I know even on, I feel like sometimes, and the listeners, I know you get kind of down when you see all that's going wrong in America. And you seem to think, okay, I, I guess it's over this time. Uh, no matter it was whether it's President Trump, or can he rescue us, or will he be, be the president? But we just feel down. But we got to remember that confidence that President Reagan had that the best days of America are still ahead. And uh, that's how we have to look at it. Because, again, you did mention how bad it was. The economy was terrible, and the malaise that people had were suffering, according to uh, President Carter, who, like you said, caused most of it. But Anyway, we still have hopes. We have to believe that our best days are ahead, and we can make a difference. He always said that one individual could make a difference, and President Reagan was that one individual, and none of us may not have his ability or his talent, but we have uh, you know, ability and talent that God has given us to speak, so we have to speak out. And again, we starts with our family and our friends and speak out in a positive way, because I always loved that about him. He was so positive. And the way he spoke out, even against some of his critics, it was hard. He just disarmed them, you know. Uh, so it was just an incredible uh, man, and uh, we can learn from him. And that's, that's one more point as we go into break. I do want to emphasize, too, Derek, I'm glad you brought that up, was Reagan was good at the at politics. I mean, he was good at the game of politics. He had talent. He had aptitude. He had ability. You know, he could get it in front of a camera and look good and sound good and, you know, make, you know, have people like him and agree with him. That That's a gift. That's a skill and a, and a gift. And not everybody has it, but but our, our great president, uh, George Washington, uh, from all accounts, had that same kind of kind of gift, if you will. Um, Thomas Jefferson was a political genius. Uh, obviously, um, you, you know, one, one yeah, so, so these guys... Um, John F. Kennedy, obviously, without a doubt, um, just was gifted with the art of politics, and that's something that we should we should keep in mind too. And exactly, and I think all those men were gifted with that talent, but maybe unlike some presidents we could name, it was in their heart. You know, we always mention President Kennedy because he was a Democrat, but me and you always joke he wouldn't be a Democrat nowadays. But he was willing. He went to World War II and risked his life several times, and actually you know, fought with his dad because he wanted to be on the front line. How many people would do that nowadays? So that was a, he loved America and loved what it stood for. And he was America first. He would have believed in that. So that was interesting. No, absolutely. I think you hit the core of it. All of these men believe profoundly in the, in the vision and the ideal and in, in the dream 
that, that, that is American. George Washington, I'm going to talk about him later, same exact thing. That was what drove George Washington through immeasurable hardship, uh, almost unspeakable hardships uh, for seven or eight long years was his commitment to the ideal of America, to 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 a government that protected the individual rights of the citizens, a government based on liberty and freedom. And um, and it, that is so true that, that, that all of these men uh, believe that profoundly and, and they dedicated their lives to it. Amen. Well, Derek, it's great to catch up with you. Thanks for sharing with us. We look forward to having you back again soon. Uh, good talking to you, Roger, and thanks for all you do. And again, all you listeners, come visit and say hi to me at Thompson Jewelers. We'd love to love to talk to you. The 2024 Thompson Jewelers Valentine's Day Sweetheart Shopping Spree going on right now. Go to the website, the Answer Lender website, get registered, and, and also get your 44% off coupon. Friends, we're going to take a quick break. Derek, thank you for joining us. Friends, we'll be right back. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Hope you enjoyed our recent conversation. Our conversation earlier with Derek Hicks, President of Thompson Jewelers, talking about, of course, February is President's, uh, President's Day is in the month of February, and we talked about some of our most outstanding presidents, President George Washington, President Ronald Reagan, uh, President John F. Kennedy, uh, to, to name a, a, a few of those. Um, and we'll be talking about the presidents throughout the, the course of, of, of this month, actually, on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Right now, before we go to our next guest, of course, I once again, I want to remind you about the Thompson's 2024 Valentine's Day shopping spree. You know, one of our listeners can win a $1,000 shopping spree. All you need to do is go to the Ants Orlando website and register. And then when you do register, you'll also receive a 44% off coupon that you can use uh, for Valentine's Day shopping. Also, of course, want to remind you that about our sponsors, and this is a perfect time to remind you about our friends over at Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. And speaking of Valentine's Day, Christner's is a perfect place to spend a wonderful Valentine's Day evening. Reservations are recommended. In fact, I would make those sooner rather than later, and you can get them at 407-645-4443, 407-645-4443. Now, very pleased and actually pleased and excited to be joined by our next guest. He's a young man that I've known literally for decades. And and all that time, he's been heavily involved um, as a leader in politics and public affairs and government uh, in both nationally and locally. For the He's a businessman and community leader in, the, in um, the city of Winter Park. He's a third generation Winter Parkian. And he's spent the last 34 years uh, in his professional life, assisting and finding solutions for our public safety organizations, police, fire departments, first responders. And right now he's also a candidate for the Winter Park City Commission. I'm speaking, of course, of course, Stockton Reeves. Stockton, it's great to catch up with you, and I'm really excited about having you join us today. Well, Roger, I appreciate that, uh, particularly that little 
plug that says I'm young, which I know I'm not, but thank you anyway. I've earned every gray hair I got. Yeah, you're, you're young to me, and I mean it in the very, uh, the be- the very best sense. Yeah, and it's just definitely a, definitely a compliment. Um, now, can you? I'll just start with the first and most basic question. Uh, what has uh, sought you? Uh, to, what has led you to seek this position to serve on um, the citizens of Winter Park on the Winter Park City Commission? Well, as you know, I've spent six years on the state of Florida's Firefighter Standards and Training Council. I was one of two civilians appointed by the state insurance commissioner Tom Gallagher at that time. I've spent 20 years on the board of directors at the Maitland Art Center, including three terms as the chair. So I have that kind of artistic background. But in Winter Park, I've served on the Housing Authority. I've served on the Police Pension Board. I've served on the Civil Service Board. I've served on the Board of Adjustment. Roger, I've run out of things to volunteer for, honestly. And But the thing that, that melds my professional life with this sense of civic activism, it opens your eyes to a lot of the things in Winter Park. You drive around our little beautiful city and you think everything's fine. But we have had a rash of burglaries, both residential break-ins and car thefts and other things. And it's not because of our police department. It's really because we have a 1,000 people a week moving to the greater Orlando area every week for the next 30 years. And, and that kind of growth does seem to bring some problems. I'm, it was shocked when I started working with the uh, Civil Service Board to realize that in a town of 30,000 people, we only have two ambulances. So if we have a wreck at Aloma and Lake Mon, both ambulances are deployed, we now have to rely on our interlocal agreements with either the city of Maitland or Orlando or Orange County. And I'm going to tell you, as somebody in this industry, when you bounce a call to another comm center, all of a sudden that that uh, call taker has now got to find out what is the nature of the emergency, how urgent is it, what apparatus is available, what is the closest one. And when you're having a stroke, a seizure, a heart attack, or a kid or a grandkid's drowning in a pool, those minutes literally mean the difference between life or death. And I think for a city like ourselves, we have three fire stations. We need at least, at least one ambulance per fire station. And it's not even a funding issue. We have the ambulance, the vehicle. Our city leaders have just not made the decision to fund it fully, which I think is a mistake. And when you think about the other thing which you will learn that most people are kind of uh, shocked to hear is our fire department, 90% of the calls that our fire department goes on every year are not fire-related. They're medical. And yet our city officials only send two people a year to get their highest medical certification. And to me, when we spend tens of millions of dollars on capital projects, and it would only cost the city $309,000 to get 90% of our, our fire service, EMT and paramedic trained, it's, it's a no-brainer to me that we should be reallocating those money to really reflect the need for public safety in our community. That's why I'm running, really. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. And you really touched on some very important issues and areas, particularly specifically, of course, in the area of, of public safety and specifically police and fire. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And Roger, nobody's immune to it. Last week, we had a residential break-in, and they broke into John Thrasher's house. And as you know, in politics, John was the, the Speaker of the Florida House. He had served in the state Senate, and he had retired as the president of Florida State University. And they broke, they smashed through his back door and went in and broke into his house. 
So it can happen to anybody in Winter Park. It doesn't matter if you have a small piece of property or a big piece of property. Uh, nobody's immune to it. And that leads to my, my next question, and it you know, kind of you know, perfectly into, into the, the issues that you talked about. Can you, you, know, you mentioned, I mentioned briefly, of course, in, the introdu- in my introduction, friends, we're speaking with Stockton Reeves. He's a Winter Park businessman and community leader for over, I would say, four decades. He's also spent the last 34 years actively involved in public safety and helping professionally to provide solutions to our public safety organizations such as police and fire departments. And can you talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, more specifically, Stockton, about the work that you have done you know, in the public safety uh, sector and how it prepares you to help confront some of these uh, problems and, and, and challenges Winter Park is facing in these areas? That's a great question, Roger. It really is. We do. We have two companies. One is called Architects Design Group, and they design the buildings. In fact, they've just been selected to do the new public safety complex in Apopka. And then we have a company called the Center for Public Safety, where I'm the executive director. And I do a lot of what they would call pre-designed services. So I do a lot of space needs studies, staffing studies, asset allocations, grant identification. So if you're a police department that's in the basement of City Hall for the last 50 years or you're in an old converted furniture store like a Apopka that really was never built to be a modern law enforcement facility, we will come in and do a spatial needs analysis that will detail all the rooms, all the situational adjacencies that your city leaders can then go out and hire a design team to design. Uh, just finished a staffing study for Charleston, West Virginia, and for Green Bay, Wisconsin. There's a big project out in Columbia County, Washington, so we do it all over the country. And what's nice about it is it's really when you see the men and women who, and I'm not being, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, who put their lives on the line each and every day to keep us safe, most of the time the working conditions that they have to endure are such that you wouldn't put your dog in that building. I've been in buildings where the sewage backs up and it backs up into water fountains, and I've been places where I could poke my finger through the wall and uh, hit the outside. Uh, There's places that are just not safe, and unfortunately, as you have alluded to in previous uh, discussions, the the culture has changed in America. In the wake of 9-11, first responders were looked upon as with high esteem, as heroes. And over the past few years, that kind of situation has kind of eroded relative to law enforcement. And so that makes it difficult. Almost every department and entity across this country right now is understaffed. And people should be worried about that because people are doing overtime, they're doing double duty, uh, you know, they're tired. and These people have to make split decisions on life or death. One of the things that I felt was interesting when I was on the Civil Service Board was we spent six months revamping all the standards, policies, and procedures for both our police department and our fire department. And one of the things that I did is I asked the police chief, you know, if you want to become a police officer, if you want to be a firefighter in Winter Park, how do you do that? And the answer was they have to come down to the public safety building and take the test and fill out the forms. And I said, well, Chief, I do work all over the country. What if somebody is in a different state and want to you know, apply to be a Winter Park police officer? Well, they would have to physically fly to come here to do that. And knowing that all of our departments are understaffed, one of the changes we made was to think, well, all right, what if we were allow people to go into any nationally certified center, like a Huntington Learning Center or a Sylvan Center 
and they could take the test there, and they could make the applications there. And I'm going to tell you that once we put that change in place, the last five police officers that we hired in Winter Park, not one of them came from the state of Florida. And I'm very pleased that our police department in Winter Park is one of the very few departments that I know of that is actually fully staffed. And the same could be applied to the fire department, which actually has a pool of applicants that they can choose from when other people retire. And that's one of the changes, and I've just kind of segued when I was on the police pension board. A lot of the police pensions and fire pensions across the country are underfunded, and they're not solvent. And when I got on the police pension board, COVID hit, the pandemic hit, and I was doing some traveling because I was I was called first I mean, a critical infrastructure employee, so I still had to go out there. Everywhere I went, Roger, there were police signs with commercial buildings. And when we got back, I started thinking, well, you know, what we've invested in is a lot of commercial real estate for our police pension. And so I was able to try to reorient some of that uh, investment strategy. And I'm happy to say that by the time I got off the police pension board, there was an additional $15 million in funds in there trying to help keep that solvent so the citizens and the taxpayers of Winter Park didn't have to pony up to pay those pensions in the future. So all of that all of that information, all of that background, all of that experience, it, the one thing that, it, that I really would stress to people in Winter Park is Winter Park is 137 years old. At no time ever in the history of our city have we ever had a commissioner that's had a public safety background, ever. I would be the first. And I think that's I think it's critically important when, when you look at what are the true functions of a local government. And I would argue that one of the true functions, first and foremost, would be public safety. And the second would be infrastructure. And I have a lot of experience working with emergency management, emergency preparedness that I could apply to our infrastructure in Winter Park. And the third would be fiscal responsibility. And we have, as you alluded to, two different firms. We have 52 people. We have a headquarter here in Winter Park, and we have an office in Dallas. We just got our first project that's going to be over $150 million. And we have to deal with budgets, and we have to do with planning. Uh, I have to use the MBA I got at Rollins. And all of those, I think, would be beneficial when you're sitting down and trying to do projections for capital improvements programs and for future budgets and future fiscal years. So if you look at all the functions of city government, all of my background experience kind of revolves back in and feeds into that. And I think it's very complimentary. No, thank you for sharing great experience. And also thank you for sharing some really real world solutions that you've been a part of, creative solutions as well to help enhance public safety in, in the city of Winter Park already during your volunteer duties. Well, Stockton, that brings us up to our end of our segment. I want to thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited about your candidacy and, and wish you all the best. Roger, you can call me anytime as long as you call me young. There you go. <laughs> okay, well, you're younger than I am, so that definitely qualifies. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, and, and have a great show, and thank you all very much for letting me come on. Thank you. Stockton Reeves, candidate for the Winter Park City Commission. Friends, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with our final segment. Listen to the Roger Frank and William Show, sponsored by Florida Door Solutions. Florida Solutions, Florida Solutions supports our program and all the programs you hear right here on AM 950 and FM 94.9. The answer and our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system and our support for our police and fire and first responders. Friends, we'll be right back. Please stay with us.
Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you on a wonderful Sunday afternoon in February. Boy, the year 2024 has already just arrived, and it seems like it's going by pretty quickly. Hard to believe January is already in the books, and now we are into February. But hope your New Year's off going well thus far. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. Of course, it proves to be a momentous year, specifically in terms of the future of our nation, specifically in terms of a major presidential election, which is beginning to start to play out now on a, on a day-to-day basis. Um, and uh, primary season has already started. And, of course, we'll be talking about all those various things and uh, and their implications for us as well. And primarily we'll talk about those things from a perspective of the implications as they uh, relate to and affect our individual liberties, our freedoms and liberties as, as citizens, our God-given freedom and liberty as citizens. Hope you're enjoying the show. It's great to have two wonderful guests join us today, most recently Stockton Reeves, you know, longtime community leader, leader in the in the politics and government in Central Florida and specifically in Winter Park. You now he's a candidate for Winter Park City Commission. And then earlier, of course, Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers, and um, t- talking about his great sharing his insights of our founders and our founding documents and our founding principles, and some great insights um, about some of our most outstanding presidents as we um, recognize the month where pres- uh, President's Day on during all months, um, all of our shows this month. I want to talk specifically about President George Washington in a few moments. Before we do, of course, I want to remind you that the Roger Franklin Williams Show is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Christner's is an absolutely perfect place to have a wonderful Valentine's evening and experience. It's a of course, Christmas, you'll find generous cuts of prime beef and cold water Australian lobster served in an atmosphere of old school elegance and sophistication. Reservations are recommended. You can get those reservations at 407-645-4443. That's 407-645-4443. And of course, speaking of Valentine's Day, I'm going to continue to remind you about the very generous Thompson Jewelers 2024 Valentine's Day Sweetheart Shopping Spree presented by Thompson Jewelers. One of our listeners can win $1,000 um, in merchandise uh, for Valentine's Day at Thompson's. All the details are on our website at theanswerorlando.com. That's theanswerorlando.com. You can register to win on the website. Um, if you are not, if, the first step will be to register to uh, join the, the Answer Seekers Club. If you're not a member already, I know many of you already are, and if you are, you just go straight and fill out the form. And as another generous uh, benefit and, and element of this promotion is a $44 gift certificate that all entrants uh, for the $1,000 shopping spree will receive, which they can use right now for Valentine's Day at Thompson Jewelers. And one more thing I want to remind you is I want to give you, of course, a big shout-out to the guys up at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair, and as we begin a new year, of course, it's time to think about all of our landscaping needs and our lawn and garden needs. Well, the guys at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair are our one-stop headquarters for everything we'll need in terms of our lawn and garden needs, our landscaping needs, 
and they sell only the best outdoor power equipment products and lawnmowers in the business. You can find out more at apopkamower.com. That's apopkamower.com. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. It's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. Now I'd like to pick up, kind of pick up where we left off with Derek Hicks. And we had, you know, both of us had mentioned some of the exceptional qualities of some of our most outstanding presidents. um, And specifically two of them whose birthdays are in the month of February, George Washington and President Ronald Reagan. And and we, we talked a little bit, of course, about President John F. Kennedy as well, specifically um, his values and his um, philosophy, if you will, as, as enumerated, as, as expressed explicitly in his uh, uh, first inaugural address um, of his, you know, in 1961, January 1961. And, um, but so I kind of want to pick up there and, and kind of the way we left it when we had to go to break was I had made the point that all, all three of these men, George Washington, Ronald Reagan, John F. Kennedy, other outstanding leaders, Thomas Jefferson, I mentioned, Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, <coughs> had tremendous political skill. You know, they weren't just um, people who clamoring for leadership or people who found up, wound up in a leadership position. They just had uh, tremendous ability, gifts, uh, to participate successfully in the political arena. Not everybody has that, as we see so often. And I think that was part of, you know, part of their their greatness was just an inherent aptitude and ability. Part of it, I'm sure, was was acquired and learned through observation. Reagan, with his acting background, George Washington began to cultivate, strive to cultivate. Uh, his personal positive personal qualities as a young man, um, and so anyway, my point. But the point is, is they the guys were really really good at what they did. In addition to men, men of tremendous integrity and fortitude and courage, and and uh, having their strong <coughs> foundational philosophy, they uh, they were good at what they did, which was politics and leadership, and then. Derek made the point, which was 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 perfect, was that at the core of it was they were all profoundly dedicated to the cause of America. In other words, they were driven, the passion they were driven by went much, much further than any personal ambition, um, and they were all ambitious men, but it it was it was grounded in their belief of America, their sense of a mission, their sense that it was their job um, in their leadership role to support and advance the cause of America, to support and advance and uphold our foundational principles. Our rights come from God. Our government was created to protect those rights. The government is based, when it functions properly, is, is, is based on the consent of the governed. Government doesn't dictate to the people. The people dictate to the government. Purpose of the, of the people is not to serve the government. Purpose of the government is to serve the people. Uh, these very basic foundational concepts 
and um, you know, which of course are, are revolutionary, um, and were revolutionary in in 1776, and, and I would say sadly they're almost even more revolutionary now. If you take a hard look at uh, some of the public discourse that's taking place right now, but the point is they were they were they were dedicated to something bigger than themselves. They weren't just ambitious men out here, uh, you know, mixing it up in the political arena. They were ambitious men who put country above self. They were ambitious men who who believed in ideals bigger than themselves. They believed in the United States of America and the. And the in the best possible sense, uh, the ideals that we could achieve to, to positively impact uh, the lives of people, the lives of our citizens. And that's the thing I'd, I'd want to mention. And in our closing moments, address that specifically in terms of George Washington. And the more I read about and learn about George Washington, and I you know, pretty much read something about him every week, is that what we learned in school and what we learned in school was good about George Washington, but that did not even begin to scratch the surface of the extraordinary positive qualities that this man had on, on one end and then about his extraordinary impact on the foundation of America uh, in multiple respects, his impact on leading the Continental Army, leading the military effort that one secured independence, which was just Extraordinary to the point of beyond being beyond mind-boggling. Could talk for hours about that. How how he led up, put together wasn't even an army. Basically, started out as a militia of volunteers, uh, farmers, and, and and shopkeepers, and 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 teenagers. Many didn't even have shoes. Didn't have proper weapons. Didn't have proper uniforms. Um, up against the most powerful army and uh, military force in the in the world at the time, it, it doesn't even it's, not, it's irrational <laughs> that the uh, Continental Army that the uh, the Patriots were able to win that war and the, really the only reason they did was because of the leadership of George Washington, the extraordinary leadership of George Washington, uh, and the blessing of course uh, from God um, on him and, and on them. But and then, but then it goes you know, much further than that um, he. George Washington was instrumental in the creation of the Constitution. He actually was the chairman, presided over the the Constitutional Convention that came up with our Constitution, and then he was unanimously selected to be our first president. And in that role, he exerted extraordinary leadership in helping to establish the precedents, the precedents of the presidency, and also the establishing two extraordinary precedents. Uh, that were essentially unique in human history. Um, And one was when after the war was over, after independence had been secured, he relinquished his sword as the leader of the military. He resigned that position um, and returned to civilian life, establishing forever in America the the concept of of civilian uh, leadership over the military. The military is subservient to the civilian leadership, of course, which is in our country in a democratic, constitutional democratic republic, uh, is based on the consent of the people. And that was extraordinary. You don't have to read a whole lot of uh, world history and to know that that's uh, certainly not the norm. Usually the military strongman takes control of the government um, and, and goes on from there. And in most cases, it doesn't do a very good job with it, to say the least. It turns into a despot and a dictator. 
generally speaking. And then uh, he also, once he became president, served two terms, walked away from power, uh, resigned his position, you know, chose not to seek the position at the next election, walked away from power, and established, began the establishment of the orderly, peaceful transfer of power in our United States. These, these are incredibly impactful, historic um, events, world events, um, and they need to be acknowledged, and we're going to be doing that the rest of this month as well. That's going to do it for our show today. I want to thank you for joining us on the Roger Frank and Williams Show. Shout out to our producer, Jeff. Guys, have a great night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.